Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. The cold has broken here in Calgary. Glorious Chinook rolling through. It's oh, supposed to be yeah. beautiful for the rest of the week. Like they're calling for temperatures in the mid-teens this weekend. We'll see if that actually happens. That would be amazing. Still. Holy crap. Um, I moved here this week nine years ago. Wow. And I remember it was so warm when we moved here. Like we were coming from Edmonton, which doesn't really get the Chinooks. No. And we, we like, drove into a Chinook to move here. I was like, this is amazing. I, I think it was like 14 degrees or something the week we oh, moved here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Glorious. Um, and I've never looked back. No. Nope. It's, it's fantastic living in a place with Chinooks. Sure is. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about a lyric in a song that hasn't aged all that well. The best age to be. You could kind of pinpoint the age that you enjoyed the most. Yep. Being naked around family members. That'll make more sense as Shauna explains. We'll talk about companies you wouldn't endorse. And the staple things you see in every small town bar after you're out of context call. Puke and sin out into the atmosphere. Gotta, it's hard to shut the door again. <laughs> you just let out all the sin. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. My boyfriend Cliff and I continued our small town bar tour on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I was out visiting him in Prince Albert. And uh, the two of us actually met in Regina. And when we lived there, we would do this thing where the odd weekend, we'd just go drive out to some small town and go to the bar and have a drink there. And why not? Just explore the small towns that way. And I know you love a small town bar. I love a small town bar. Small town uh, bars are great. They're they very are. homey, aren't they? Yeah. So we went out to Shellbrook, Saskatchewan this time. Never been to Shellbrook before. Uh, it was just delightful. Lou's Bar and Grill was where we went. Okay. Was Lou working? Lou was working, of course, <laughs> which is a classic sign of a small town bar. And of course, we've been to enough of them now that there are signs that you are in the small town bar. They all essentially look the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of those small town town bars do look the same. You walk in and you kind of expect the same vibe and you're like, oh, yeah. Usually part of a hotel combo, too. Always part of a hotel. Yeah. And we were thinking we were were kind of listing off the things that we find in every one of these small town bars. And that is just the staple. You need it or else it's not a small town bar. And then I'm not satisfied. Right. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you walk in and there's always a group of local guys in there. Right. Hanging out in the table. And it it was like midday, like one or two p.m. There's always the local guys chatting you always have the tv on and it's either curling you know or it's (laughs) of course just hockey you got the scotties on scotties (laughs) are always on it's always curling okay then of course there's vlts in the back of every small town absolutely vlts for sure you need the vlts what else i asked my wife mckenna this because she is from one such small town Mm -hmm. uh with one such bar shout out to the royal george in loose land saskatchewan yes the royal george um she said that they often have like beer flags on the wall. Yep, absolutely. Like their they decor do. is beer flags. Yep. Uh, uh, there's normally a ratty pool table. Yeah. Right? It's the one pool table in town, so that's what it is. Yeah. The kind where you pop a dollar in and absolutely. push that thing and it racks all the balls out. Yep, yep. 
Um, cheap ass food. Cheap the ass food is always unbelievably cheap. Though the menu is huge. Yes. They make everything. The oh. menu is several pages. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the beer menu, very limited. I was going to say, you have one or two beer taps, if that, and it's Bud Light yep. or Coors, Coors Light, Light. Molson Canadian, Molson Pilsner. Canadian, that's it. Or that's Pilsner it. in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yes. And that's... Maybe you'll get a moose head or something, but that's getting pretty adventurous, isn't it? And even the taps, like a lot of people, they're going for the bottles. You're going... Absolutely. The huge, the freezer of bottles, or sorry, the fridge of bottles behind you is massive and everybody's drinking the bottles. You ask for a craft beer in a lot of these places, you're going to get yourself a quizzical look. You're going to get your ass kicked out the bar. <laughs> Lou is going to come sit down with you and oh, be like, Oh, you got a Ow. fancy boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. Uh, the, the other thing, though, is the beers are like astoundingly cheap. Yes. Of like course. where it seems almost wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we got bottles on for $350 right now. Yep. $350? Oh, yeah. Where can you get a beer for $350 these days? There's always a, a jar of pickled eggs on the counter as well. The pickled eggs. And often there's bags of chips in the back, right? Yes. Like they're, they're hanging bags of chips rather than having more gourmet. It's just because you just want to you just want to drink and have a bag of chips. Okay? That's for when Bev, who runs the kitchen, goes home and mm-hmm. they have to continue offering a food exactly. option while they serve alcohol as per... Or Bev's out for a dart. She's been out for an hour so hacking back with. there because it's not busy. McKenna also mentioned that the bathrooms are absolutely terrifying. Yes. The scariest bathrooms you've ever been in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot often <laughs> tile, brown tile I find in the bathroom floor that has not been replaced since the place started. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> The, the stall door is just like a piece of plywood. Oh, yeah, you know, if like that. that. You're lucky if there is piece a stall door. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend lives in Vancouver, and she sent me a photo of this place that she walks past all the time. She said she thinks it would be up our alley. Uh, she said it's been boarded up for as long as she lived there. It's called the Sin Bin Sports Grill. Oh, damn. <laughs> the Sin Bin. The sin like, bin. You bet your ass I'm into that. That is definitely up by alley. Mm-hmm. Sinbin, uh, of course, being a great nickname for the penalty box in hockey. Yep. Also, also a, a tremendous name for your uh, for your denim bagel there. Absolutely, for your seven-layer <laughs> dip. Mm-hmm. Your Sinbin. Your Sinbin. I feel like we've been, somebody has said this to before, Sinbin is, is like, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's a playoff, the Sin Cave. Sin also, Cave we love. But the Sin Cave would be a great name for a strip joint. The Sin Cave? The Sin Cave? So would the Sin Bin. The Sin Bin would too. Instead, this person decided to use it for a sports grill. That's probably why it didn't pan out so hot. She thought maybe it was too sinful in there, and that's why it was closed. I'd say so, right? I hope there was all kinds of sinning going on in there. Oh, yeah. Lust. Yeah. Gluttony. Mm -hmm. Sloth. Bit of sloth. I hope you just walk in there and people are just flashing their Armageddon around. Yeah. They're talking mortal sins, venial sins, all kinds of sins. Oh, yes. Just everything. You walk in there. Oh, my you God. Hear the, it's sin. <laughs> the door's open. You sin. just hear the sin. You're just getting smacked out. by it. <laughs> just, sin is just hitting you. You're like, wow. Okay. It kind of reminds me of there's a, there was a hair salon uh, in my hometown growing up. I don't know if it's still there or not. It was called the Hair Affair, which is a mm. bit of a borderline pun business right there. It is, yeah. But we're like, what's going on in there? I know. The door opens and the chimes jing. You just hear like sin. Yeah. You hear affairs happening there. It's Ooh. just a whoo. <laughs> the sin just oh my God. Ve- vents out of the top of that place, eh? <laughs> like, wow, I can hear the sin. Industrial ductwork up on the roof, just yeah. puking sin out into the atmosphere. You gotta, it's hard to shut the door again. You just let out all the sin. <laughs> hey, close that door. You're letting the sin out of here. In here. <laughs>
And Shauna Podcast. I'm going to declare this right now, Beckler, the new flavor that's going to be coming out at you hard here. Like everywhere you're going to see it, it's going to be that next one that every single fast food restaurant does it, and it's hot honey. Hot honey. Hot honey. You're going to see it. I, I promise you, you're going to see every single fast food place with their own version of this. It's coming. We talked, uh, I think it was last week, about how pizza with hot yeah. honey is now becoming a bit of a thing. I think that was during the pizza chat that it, we talked yep. about that, the Friday it, morning pizza chat. It was. And I mean, honey drizzle and stuff has been around for quite some time on pizza, but now hot honey pizza is becoming one of the flavors. And now I swear to you, every fast food place, everything you're going to see hot honey is coming. It's coming for you hard. Hot honey was my nickname as a high school basketball player. No, it wasn't. <laughs> In your own brain, been, you wish it was. If it was yeah, hey? mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. honey, hot honey. <laughs> but yeah, that's the next one. I will declare it right now. You'll see it in every menu, and everybody's going to be having hot honey. Everything. Give me an example of a past flavor trend, because you know that I have an incredibly limited palate. Yes, I'm not adventurous with the things that I eat. Well, spicy so. chicken became the thing that every fast food place took over, right? So, and it was that spicy, You're right? And then it was like the jalapeno or the habanero type chicken that they'd add to it, and then that was a big thing for a long time. I remember all the advertisements oh, everyone yeah. was advertising their spicy chicken yeah and then it's yeah the, the ghost pepper chicken and so it went through the spicy phase and so now the next one is going to be hot honey and so it's still going to be chicken because hey? for some reason we're still on the chicken trend over the, the burger thing so it'll be the hot honey chicken you're going to see everywhere I promise you now Okay, declaring well, it, putting my stamp I'll watch on it. for it, and the first time I see it, I'll be like, Shauna was right. Shauna was right. She declared it. And you'll she remember knows. that, too. You'll be like, I heard that on X Mornings with Shauna and Hot Honey. Yeah, so. no, not <laughs> not with Hot Honey. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Are there any companies, Shauna, that you wouldn't partner with? Definitely. Yeah? I'm sure there's lots, yeah. Just because you don't like their product or on moral grounds? Or moral grounds. Moral grounds? For sure, yeah. I've ta- We've talked about this before, but like... Especially when it comes to partnering on, say, social media or something. Yeah. I would never partner with somebody that doesn't align with who I am or what I do. You know what I mean? Even if the money was really good? Yeah. If it was morally, no, I couldn't do it. No. It would take a lot to, I mean, maybe if it's a a product that was like, (laughs) that's different. But if it was like a moral, I don't think I could. Really? Yeah. Man, I was trying to think, like, the reason I thought about this is yes. there's a company that has reached out to me for a social media partnership, mm-hmm. and they are in the uh, online sports betting world. Okay. And I don't have any moral hangups about people who gamble nope. on sports. I, I'm i just not a gambler. And, you know, <laughs> I've said before, if I lose $5 gambling, I'm furious. I'm right. too cheap for that. Yeah. Uh, so I told this company that, and I said, I don't think it'd be a great partnership because uh, I'm you know, I don't gamble. Yeah. I said, if there's anything else in the future that you want to like, let me know and we can maybe do that. But uh, and they came back and said, did you have a price in mind? That, oh. So I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that, that complicates things, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And that kind of thing. I mean, cause I, I'm fine with gambling. Uh, that one I totally would be fine with, but you're right. That would be a, well for me, moral the moral, for- the moral hangup isn't the product. It's you know, putting this on my social media and saying, here's something that I use when it's when not I, you, when it's not me, it's I not know. on brand for me at all. And that's it. So, and yeah. it's even different. I mean, like there have been advertisers come to the station over the years that, yeah. you know, maybe I'm not crazy about, but it's not the same thing as saying, my name is Andrew Beckler yes. and I endorse this product. Right? I know. And so, that's what, yeah, it was, I can't, yeah, you kind of want to stick true to yourself, right? Because be- people see through it. That's the other thing, too. Like, even if you're like, oh, I want to do this because the money's so good. Yeah. 
people are going to look at it and be like, I know that this isn't you and what you normally do. And I don't like that either. Right. Like, do I do it tongue people, in cheek? Well, that's it. If you did it that way where people know that it's tongue in cheek, it's different, <laughs> but maybe, maybe that's a, cause I, like I was trying to think, okay, like, was there a dollar amount that would change my mind about this? Yeah. You know, my, I'm going to need a new vehicle right away. My truck's going to die. Yeah. So maybe I start thinking about this. Perhaps. If there's a way yeah, you can do it where it's not <laughs> against, you know, who you are, then maybe. But but then I was thinking even like companies that I would have a moral hang up on. Like you're telling me that if a tobacco company came to you, and I know they can't advertise, so this is just a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. hypothetical. If they came to you and said, here's a $50,000 check, will you make a post for us? You'd say no? Well, oh, I have a cigarette in my mouth so fast in the next post for 50 grand. Oh, I love smoking. You like the occasional <laughs> dart, though, so that lines up better with your brand. There you go. Take the 50K and get a new truck. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got, I got a few messages from friends of the show. Um, and a few people said, like Darren said the same with Michael, why not just take the money and then bet a little bet a little like through the app and then all of a sudden I'm a gambler. It's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. I guess that's one way to handle it. Definitely. That would that make me a hypocrite? I live in fear of being a hypocrite, Shauna. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of I think everybody does. Well, that's a lie. There's a lot of people who I think don't care and will do anything for money. And uh, there's people who will, especially when it comes to social influencers. I think, but uh, there are people that will do all sorts. I mean, I'm, I'm even talking like when it comes to my politics and stuff. Yep. Like, I just I would never want to be seen as being hypocritical. I want to be consistent. Yep. I want to be fair. And I don't know if some people care as much about that as Fair I Fair and balanced. Yeah, so, but also, the money would be nice. You are cheap sasky, so money is very appealing <laughs> to you. So Money talks. Yeah, it does. Money talks. I don't think you ever actually answered, but would you take 50000 bucks from a tobacco company? To say that, to like put a dart in my mouth? Yeah, 50000 bucks. Probably. Yeah. Like, it's not like, I, but again, that's... It's tough out there. I mean... I think everybody's probably got their price. Yeah, there are other moral things that I would, like, probably not do, but that's, like, yeah, just a smoke a dart. It's like, well, I suppose so. As long as I'm not, yeah, it depends on what, but, like, I'm not going to flat out lie to the people or whatever, but, yeah, there's pictures of me with cigarettes in my mouth. What's the difference? Like, maybe that, so I, I I responded to this company, and I gave them my price, which is high, and they just, like tap the heart like they didn't like say anything back yet so i don't know if that means that they're gonna take it through their budget or if they're gonna it's high for what it is but you told me what and it's like for a company like that especially if it's a gambling company you know how much money you know how big their budget was that would just be a drop in the bucket for them they wouldn't care like some of those companies do seem to have bottomless money i don't think they care yeah you look at like you know wayne gretzky and Connor mcdavid are on sports betting apps uh jamie fox is on a big one right now a lot of former sports broadcasters in Canada have done these sports, yeah. like Cabby and Dan O'Toole, and there's like, you know, like Steve Dangle's podcast network is anything to do with gambling is betting, right? huge money. So yeah. yeah, so I mean, in, in that sense, like I said, I don't, I don't judge anybody who does gamble and no. bets on sports. That's fine. It's your money. Yeah. Um, I just that uh, I could do it for you because I gamble. <laughs> it's true. Just give me your money and I'll gamble for you. <laughs> then it's not you. <laughs> if you do, if this does go through and you see this this video on my feed, like maybe I'll just be staring into the camera like a hostage. It's like a hostage video. And it's yeah. like, I'm doing some sports betting today. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I don't lose any money or I'll be furious. 
But we'll see. We'll see what they come back with. No such hangups with Shane Holmes, though. We are uh, pleased to have Shane Holmes as a, as a partner on this podcast. Uh, just because, uh, not only because, but like you and I have talked about, Shauna, the amount of great work that they've done in the community, the amount of money that they pump back into this community in terms it's of... It's huge. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about their youth sports contributions and their contributions to Stars, Air Ambulance, and even some of the spaces that they've sponsored around... Yeah, the city. and a b- bunch of stuff that goes unmentioned because, again, they don't like tooting their own horn. So yeah. They just they, uh, do a ton for the community, which is really cool. So being associated with a company like that is great. It's actually pretty beneficial, isn't it? Totally. Um, ShaneHolmes.com to learn more. Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday you mentioned, Beckler, how you may have shown your neighbor your, your love lance. Yeah, by accident, had the window open while I was getting changed. They may have seen my mongoose. Your customs <laughs> officer may have been out there for my everybody Christmas to uh, preview. <laughs> yep, um, your trouser, your trouser spout. Anyway, uh, I got thinking about that. I was like, where do you draw the line with nudity with your boys? Or do you? Like at our house? Like, do you and McKenna get fully nude in front of them and not worry about it? Or will that stop at a certain, did that stop at a certain age? <laughs> I wonder how much McKenna would like me talking about this, but uh, no, we don't like, we don't prance around the house like naked hippies. Okay. But we're also not like, so we're we're not like super conservative about that either. Like the the, the boys are just kind of like all over the house. So like maybe we need to do a better job of like, hey, this is our room. We're in here now, but Mm -hmm. they'll just come running in and I'm naked or she's naked. And like, they don't, they don't seem to care and we don't really care either. Yeah. So, because I think it's important for you to be nude in front of your kids or not at least be hiding your shame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I was growing up, my parents were very old school. And so my mom wouldn't dare be naked in front of us. And I was like, that's not healthy. I think some sort of nudity to show there's nothing wrong with the human body, right? Body. Like this is just normal. This is your, your body it's is just your body. everybody's got bodies and they all look like different things and they're that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, is there a point where it goes too far? Because I, I have a friend and him and his dad are nude together all the time. And he's 30. <laughs> what? And him and his dad will just, they'll strip down no problem. They have For a hot no tub. Reason? And they'll hang out in the hot tub naked together. Uh, and they are very just open with being nude in front of okay. each other. Um, like in a million years, my dad wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. But... I mean, it's also a cultural thing. You go to a place like Finland and I families know. sit in the sauna nude together all the time. And that's so. why I think we're way too prude here. I think we need to relax a little bit with the nudity. I think it should be more of a normal thing. Just who cares, right? Although then I'm wondering, yeah, if, like if you're sitting around the family room with your with your schmeckle out in front of all your, your family members, that might be too far, you know? It's probably a happy medium here. Yeah. Like you said, a healthy amount of nudity. Okay. Being comfortable with your body. On the other but hand, like, though, what's wrong with sitting around the... If you all well, want to sit around naked together, that also should be fine. With your family? I don't know. Well, I don't I'm like, And I've always been fairly comfortable. I don't really care who sees me naked. No, you know, me I'm neither. Not, I don't, that doesn't bother me. But I've gotten to that point recently, though. It took me some time, but we've, hit, we've talked about this. Too. I've hit a milestone where I'm fine lady. with... Yeah, I'm fully... <laughs> Still, you know, I'm not, again, using the dryer to dry out my quiffy, like the one woman that was 80 right. that was doing at the gym, but I, I'm getting there. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't want to sit around with like, my parents naked or anything. That'd no. be 
horrific. Might but be liberating. It's funny because, like, like I said, the boys, if they do see one of us naked, it doesn't even, like, they Face don't them. care Good. at all. Like, yeah. they don't even notice, right? Which is what so, it should be, I think. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Okay. I don't think it, I don't think it should, that should be how it is. Again, maybe you're not openly walking around fully naked all the time, but... Uh, and- to make sure that they understand there are places where you can and can't be naked. In yeah. a change room, it's okay. In a and like in a, your house, it's okay. Yeah, you don't want to have to carry around a snail trail blanket in your own house just to sit down on the couch fully naked with all your relatives. That's weird. At but, school or work? Yeah. Not okay. Not as okay. Slightly more frowned upon. It's weird. Everybody at work wears clothing, Dad. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know how I never really noticed this, but the mascara that I wear, it's called Bad Gal Mascara. I guess when I wear it, I'm a bad, bad gal. Bad gal, aren't you? Bad gal. So now we've laughed before because I have this magazine that I bought and it was called Hungry Girl. And now I have a mascara called Bad Gal. So my bad, hungry gal. Who comes up with these names? Honestly. Hungry Girl is so funny. I know. Hungry Girl. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just like, that's not a great selling feature for a magazine. Like, I'm sorry, but women don't want to. I'm hungry. Oh, that's for me. A hungry girl. Aren't we a hungry girl? A bad gal, though. <laughs> also, I was laughing because I was like, a magazine labeled Hungry Boy would never be a thing. It's Hungry Man, right? Like, it wouldn't be Hungry Boy. Hungry Man Dinner. Hungry Man Dinner. That's what it comes to. When it comes to females, it's always marketed as girl or gal. And then for the men, it's always man. It's not mm. bad boy. It's man. Is right? it to make women feel younger? Is I that think the idea? so. That's, that must be it. And men want to be manly and older. Yeah. So they have man, not boy. Right. No one's going to I don't to get, want to be called a boy I don't at want this to be age. So. The bad boy deodorant. You'd be like, no, I need a man's deodorant. Give me the man's deodorant. Bad woman, strange. Bad woman mascara also has a very different <laughs> feel to it, doesn't it? I guess so. Bad She's woman. A bad woman. I kind of yeah, that yeah, that that doesn't work either, does it? Why does bad gal work but bad woman doesn't? Bad gal. Bad woman. You're like behind bars. Bad gal. Ooh, I'm so bad. Ooh, we're Ooh. going out this weekend. We're gonna be bad. We're gonna be so bad. Bad woman is like, you got 15 years for insider trading Absolutely. or something. Like you did something. Yeah, I'm in jail. Yeah. If I'm a bad woman, I'm like, that's the jail mascara. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We played a song on the show yesterday where one lyric really jumped out at me, even though I've heard this song and this lyric a million times. The song was Give Up the Grudge by Gob, and it was this line right here. The Mercedes will start, yeah, that's a crying shame. Guess 90K a year buys nothing but complaints. So you know that one. Yep. Your Mercedes won't start. Now that's a crying shame. I guess 90K, 90K a, year a year buys nothing but complaints. And so this song was written over 20 years ago. Uh-huh. When I guess 90K made you wealthy? Like if you made 90K, you weren't allowed to complain anymore? Yeah. I mean, 90K is a good salary, but I, in this day and age, yeah, that's not going to. The most recent figures I've seen is that to buy the average house in Calgary, you need to make $123,000 a year. Yeah. So 90K a year is no longer even enough to buy the average house. No. Let alone one that we would consider to be like upper class. Yeah. I mean, I wonder where Gob was living. Were they in a small town? Because then it would be a lot more affordable, Good question. right? Yeah. Like, 20 years can... ago, if you're living in a small town yeah. where you can get a house for 50 grand, totally. 90K a year, okay, you're Makes doing pretty sense. good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in a major city these days, Mm-mm. 90k Mm-mm. a year is fairly average, nope. if not slightly below, yeah. right? Yeah, that's too bad. We already updated uh, the song If I Had a Million Dollars for the current economy, and it yeah. went uh, slightly viral for mm-hmm. us. I think there, there were some articles written about it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I figured... Local oh, gonna, articles. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eyes open, my ears open 
for more songs that just don't work in today's economic landscape. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was our parody of If I Had a Million Dollars. We're not good singers. Nope. I'm sorry, but the sorry lyrics are pretty best. strong. <laughs> if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I'd buy the average single family detached home in many large North American cities. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million I couldn't buy furniture for my house. Why? Because I spent it all on the house. And if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I'd buy you a bike for when gas continues to spike. If I had a million dollars. I'd buy a rugula. If I had a million dollars Have less than your parents at the same age as you If I had a million dollars Maybe turn up the heat in my apartment by a degree or two Maybe pay my utility bill Maybe put some into savings, a nice low-risk GIC I, I could stop letting it mellow if it's yellow The Vangler and Shauna Podcast What is the best age? The if, best age. If you had to narrow down the best age out there, if you had to pick a number, what would you say? And I understand this is very difficult because you and I obviously haven't been older than we are now. We haven't been all of the ages yet. No, no. So I'm 35 <laughs> and you are 34. Yeah, I'm quite a bit point younger. 0.2. 34.3, <laughs> actually about eight months younger than I am. Uh, so, of course, I understand that we only have this to draw on. But I've heard other people talk about different ages. And if you were to just assume or pick an age you've already been, what would you say is the best? That is so tough because there are things that I've liked about being every age. It's true. I know. I remember really, really enjoying 16. Yeah, okay. Because I had a vehicle and and freedom, you know, and I had like a part-time job and a little bit of cash in my pocket, Mm -hmm. you know, had like girlfriend at the time. And I just feel like at, at that age, your experiences are so much more vivid. It's true. Because they're all new. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you, like you, you, you feel everything a bit more. You feel all these different experiences. You feel music more. You mm-hmm. feel, whereas, I don't want to say you get numb as you get older, but you're just... You get a little jaded, a little for sure. Balanced, you know, yeah. a little more steady, mm-hmm. I would say is the word. You're right. I, I loved, like, the last couple of years of high school, so that would be 16. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's all that. Yeah, and it was... I had a really close group of friends, and we just had a blast. And of course, you didn't have too much responsibility at yeah. that age. Damn, not a lot of really pressure yet. Yeah, uh, but then there are things that I like about being this age. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thirty-five. I I was thinking is a good one because yeah, you have a little more disposable income. You've got a career mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, you know, you're a little more established that way, so that's good. I also really loved the age twenty-five, though. That's a good age too. And now. Yeah. Kind of a happy medium between what we're talking about here. It kind it? of is. And I remember that that was the year that I got my dream job. That's when I first got to X as well. So, of course, that was a huge thing for me. So when I first came to the city that I dreamed of living in and had mm-hmm. a job and it didn't really seem to have, it's very carefree. It was just like, yeah, this is fun. So that was a great age too. But then you talk to people who are older than us mm-hmm. and there a lot of people at that age are happy too and wouldn't want to go back, wouldn't no. want to be younger. They're happy being 65. They're happy, you know, they're happy being 50. They're... Well, I've heard that 40 is a really good number. Like a lot of people that I know who are 40, they say that 40 is kind of the one because that's a, another kind of milestone of 
hitting a comfortable place in terms of salary and maybe even getting a little bit higher oh, and climbing the ladder yeah. a bit in your career if at that point. And you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to impress people anymore like you are when you're 20s. Skin. Yeah. So there's that too. Yes. I know my, and even like, I mean, another great thing about being our age is that your, like your body still kind of does what you want it to do. Yeah. I know like even my, my dad, we were, we were playing catch with my kids this summer and he said, it's so weird as you get older. Cause he's like, I know where I need to be to catch the ball, but I just can't get there. Yeah. You know, it's like, he's like, my brain's there, but my body's not. Your body. So your body. My body's so, there. I mean, you lose that kind of stuff as you get older, but... But then they do studies where they say that 60-year-olds talk about, yeah, how their life satisfaction at 60 is the best it's ever been. Yeah, like my parents are retired and have enough money to do the things they want to do. So that sounds awesome as well. That sounds fantastic, yeah. If you're healthy and... Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe there isn't one great age. Maybe it's... You look for great things in all the different at all the different stages of your life. Well, isn't that just a little life lesson for everybody out there? Just enjoy every day as it comes, okay? Live each day. Live each as, as if, if it, it was your, your last. last. Okay? And dance like nobody's dance watching. Dance like no one's watching. Okay. Sing like nobody's. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're ahead of me. See, my brain is slowing down now. Flash ass. <laughs> like no one's looking. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You know those Pillsbury pre-made cookie dough cylinders that you can get, Beckler? The ones that you buy at yeah. the grocery store? <laughs> that dough is delicious. It is delightful. It? Yeah, you can eat it raw or you can just cut it up and you put it in the fridge, whatever, the, the, the oven. It's one of those things where you... You could eat it till you feel sick. Absolutely. Yep. yep. You go through the whole thing and you're like, I regret my life right now. <laughs> Do you know what those are officially called? Like the cylinder itself? Yeah. No. I was looking at buying a sugar cookie one yesterday and uh, it was called a Pillsbury Holiday Chub. <laughs> <laughs> Pillsbury officially calls those dough cylinders chubs. Why? That is what they're listening <laughs> I don't know. A dough cylinder is Honestly, a much better that, Why don't you just stick with dough cylinder? Why do you have to add chub at the end of that? But it's labeled, and if you Google that right now, that's what it comes up in the grocery store and everything. If you see the label, it says Pillsbury Chub. Still, if I went into a grocery store and, and you said, asked. which aisle are the Pillsbury dough cylinders in? They're going to yes. be like, aisle 12. If I say, where are your chubs? I know. Excuse me. Do you, sure have you any, leave. do you have any chubs? Excuse me. Do you have a chub by chance? I I would like a chub. Everyone like get out of here. Get what about holiday chubs? Holiday chubs. I actually prefer the holiday chubs Festive myself. Chubs. Birthday chubs. Easter chubs. Honestly, yeah. Where's all your fancy chubs? It's personally, my favorite. <laughs> Unless you've had a bit too much holiday cheer, and then I, you won't get a job. The Shana Podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? You want to go first or second, Sean? Up to you. Mm, I'll go first. Go for it. Um, I learned about these snakes that exist on this island just outside of Brazil, and uh, you cannot go to this island now. It is completely off limits because there are approximately five snakes per square meter on this island now. I think I've heard about this place. Cause I'm like, what does that even look like? Yeah. It's just covered in snakes and they're extremely venomous pit vipers called Bothrops insularis. They're called golden lance heads. That's their, you know, okay. layman's storm name. Uh, but this place is called Snake Island, obviously now because of this. But I guess basically what happened is these snakes got stranded on this island back when, you know, the ship came through or something, the ice, I don't know, way, way, way back when. And of oh, course, okay. there's well. no nothing to kill them. So they just reproduced and reproduced and reproduced. And it's completely overblown with snakes now. And uh, there's a bunch of legends about people who were like eaten alive by these snakes because there is actually a lighthouse on this island. 
And they worst say, job ever. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess sometimes the Navy has to go and check on this lighthouse, and so they have to somehow get through the Snake Island to go and check that out. Uh, there's been a very limited number of people who've been allowed for different experiments mm-hmm. and stuff on there as well, but it's obviously completely off off limits because you will die. If you're, it will if, kill you. If you like mess up on an assignment, then your ship gets sent to check on the lighthouse at yeah. Snake Island. Mm-hmm. It's five per square meter. Though. Like they, there must be no ground visible. No, mu- that's it. It would just be fully snakes. How do they? How did? How does the island support that population? Then what are they eating? I don't know. That's a good question. Who knows? Because like any mouse or anything that pokes its head up, it's gone. It's gone right away. Yeah. The whole island is snakes. It's insane. Ugh. I'd yeah. rather never go there. Thank you. No, that'd be a bad way to go, Mm-mm. getting stranded on Snake Island. Yeah. Uh, I have here a list. I believe a friend of the show Mel sent this to me. Snoop Dogg posted it to Instagram, so take it with a grain of salt, although I have confirmed some of these numbers via a different site, a more reputable site. Man, Snoop Dogg posts, he has 60,000 posts on Instagram. Dear Lord. I don't follow someone if they posted 2,000 times because yeah. they're, they're going to gum up my feed. He better have a team doing that for him or the man lives on his phone. Um, But it's the animals that humans consume by species. Could you guess any that would be on this list? And I have figures for you as well. There's 28 animals, like the animals that we eat, the animals that we eat the most of. Okay. So cows? Cows are number 15 on the list. We eat 300 million cows a year. So about a million cows a day. Pigs? Pigs, we eat 1.5 billion pigs per year, so okay. uh, they're number eight. Um, are, are like fish, do they count? They break it into different species of seafood. Okay. Um, sardines are the most consumed fish. Number okay. two, we eat 14 billion sardines a year Wow. as a, as a population. That's insane. Yeah. Um, Some it, of these are surprising, like 25 million dogs per year. 10 million cats. I was going to say that's got to be on there, and that's terrifying. 800,000 camels. Is it, though? Because, I mean, as they go through the list, it, that's the reaction that people have when they go through it. They're like, okay, yeah, 300 million cows, but 25 million dogs? Oh, my. I know. It's because <laughs> we like dog. Dogs are our friends now. So, yeah, it sucks. But you, there are lots of people right? who still eat dogs because that's what they've got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other guesses? Horses. Horses. Yeah, we eat 5 million horses, number 23 on the list. Okay. Uh, You're missing the big one. There's one that's big by a like by a mile. Chicken. Yeah, chicken's number one. Yeah. Here are some. I'll give you some stats on chicken in a second. But nine. Uh, we eat 1.2 million rabbits. So 1.2 billion rabbits per year. Okay. A lot of rabbits. I didn't realize a lot of rabbit rabbits do being made. Yep. Geese, ducks, shrimp. Those are all yep. up there. Oyster, octopuses. Uh, any of the really surprising ones? 60 million pigeons. Mm, makes a sense. A lot of pigeons. Yeah. A lot of pigeons. Okay. Here's your stats on chickens. Every year. The human population eats 75 billion chickens. That's 200 million per day, 140,000 per minute. That's crazy. 2,300 per second. Wow. So since you and I started talking, I about, to say. about half a million chickens have been eaten. Yep. Wow. That's mind-boggling. Those what is? I don't even chickens. know what half a million chickens look I like. I don't know. It'll be a lot of chickens, though. A lot though. of chickens. A lot of feathers. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use. Later.
After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, fuck, they're going to say fuck. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.